podcasting, virginity, some other nerd shit, air. Long ago, the internet was a time of peace until the podcasters attacked. Okay, I don't know enough of the show to do this intro, so uh, yeah, there we go. Hey guys, Alex here from Capacity the Geek, and I'm Skyped as always with Bobby, birthday boy Bobby over here, and Walter. Happy birthday, Bob. Hey, thanks. Happy birthday. Fuck you, Walter. <laughs> so, so uh, Bobby, it is your birthday when we are recording this. Happy birthday again. Thank you again, Walter. You're not that bad. I bought Wait. you breakfast, you yes, asshole. Yes, you did. And it was interesting. What was breakfast? Um, so it was a biscuits and gravy omelet. From? Oh, Wind Hill. In the nice. Nice, nice. All right. Um, so that sounds really good. That's probably why you've been on the toilet while we were watching uh, <laughs> this movie. We don't talk what about we that. this week? Uh, we, we watched, uh, The Last Airbender in celebration of, you know, Avatar, The Last Airbender coming to Netflix. That's true. That's true. Now, um, it's your birthday, Bobby. We've said this before on the show. And, uh, I'm as nefarious as I usually am, especially on birthdays. I like to do a little bit of gift giving and stuff like that. But, uh. We're Skyping this, right? So we can't really be together. No. But I still have my ways. Please welcome to the show. Needs no introductions. What's up? You beautiful son of a bitch. Hey, thanks, Jason. (laughs) Welcome to the show, Bobby and I's dear friend, Jason. He kind of knows Walter. Yeah, he knows Walter, too. Do I? Yeah. Yeah. We... I think we hung out on Community twice. Day. Bobby's heard... roommate. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I remember. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I felt like we could use a little bit of extra help for the for this uh, behemoth of an episode. and um, This abomination. Of a film. So our first guest to the show. Welcome, Jason. It's an honor. Oh, thanks, guys. I mean, if anything, I'm more honored to be here. I mean, again, Bobby, happy birthday. If anything, I'm just glad to be here. And we're happy to have you. All right. So with all that, uh, with all those technical delays and all that stuff out of the way, why don't we uh, talk about this movie, huh? Oh, my so, God. <laughs> I have many regrets in life. First and, thing, uh, first thing, right off the bat, they can't even get his name right. <laughs> Hold on. First thing off the bat, they can't even say the name of the movie, right? That's what. Okay, I know that this is the same time as James Cameron's Avatar, and that's why they didn't want to name it Avatar, but they call it the Avatar in the opening. The Avatar. <laughs> God they, damn it! But then people in the movie also say Avatar. My question is, how is the fact that you know you have this? show or like i mean we we have the cartoon and everything they have everything pronounced correctly in to mimic like this cultural thing and like you still pronounce it as ong like like what the fuck is the point with that 
Right, and um, it's not it's not even like a white person saying like Ong. It's not like you know there's a white guy directing this movie. David S. Goyer is not directing this movie. <laughs> it's M. Night Shyamalan, an Indian man. Um, I, I I don't really understand why the names are like Ong and Sokka or Soka. Which one is the one that's wrong? Sokka is wrong. It'd be Soka. Oh, okay. All right, yeah. So Soka, like Ahsoka on Clone Wars, then. Yes. Yes. Although I don't, I don't imagine that's why they uh, named it like that. No, because I don't think the current run on Clone Wars was going at that time, unless no, I'm it mistaken. Was. It was 2010. Uh, Clone Wars started in 2008. Actually, didn't this show end in 2008? The show. No, I think that like ended later because I feel I was out of high school by that time. By the time that it ended, it, uh, it probably started in 2008. That's what I'm thinking. No, the show started in like 2003, 2004. Really? 2005. And it oh. ended in 2008. Wow. I was way off. I wasn't even in high school at the time. But I do know like people are in our age group. And everything. They this is like Invader Zim for like stoners or I feel like Invader Zim is like Invader Zim, Invader Zim for, stoners. for stoners. Yeah, that's true. This that's is true. This, this is like this is entry level anime. So it yeah, this is early two thousands. Like Americans want to make anime. This is like yeah. the Boondocks or um. What's some other show? Megas XLR. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Megas XLR was a shit. But I mean, at that point, it, it really did capture, like, that whole, like, mecha thing for... But I just want to know, like, what was, like, the avatar to, like, what it was for the time? Because, I mean, if you had Megas XLR, you had, like, like, that to be an homage of, like, Gundam and, like, mecha anime. Like, what would Avatar be the equivalent to that then? Well, that's... Kind of not... Oh, what, Walter? I would think it might be them trying to make, like, an Americanized version of, like, the adventure anime, like the original Dragon Ball series was. Yeah, okay. I can see that, Dragon Ball. Um, What's the one... Uh, Is that Inuasha, where it's, like, the cat guy? He's a dog, actually. Okay, like, weeb. That's why his whole thing is, if you tell him to sit, he's gonna sit. <laughs> I'm so glad I wasn't like the first one to weave out. It's like, oh, he's not a cat. <laughs> I'm sorry, the ears are pointed. I just <laughs> assume. <laughs> not polite to assume, Alex. <laughs> did you just assume his? I mean, I wasn't gonna want to go there, but his did species. You want... did you... Yeah, did you... are you speciesist, Alex? Uh, a little bit, yeah. <laughs> 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 oh my god um yeah but uh yeah i could definitely see inuasha in there kind of the adventure they're going on a quest um and also like i know they don't touch on it a lot in the original dragon ball but even dragon ball z where it's like this lineage of mystical warriors with these magical powers yeah i definitely see a little bit of uh dragon ball z in there but um, 
yeah. So, out of all of us, who's who's been more into this show? I, I'm guessing because we did talk a little bit earlier. Jason, you're have you seen this all the way through? I mean, yeah. The I, I saw it really, really broken up apart. I mean, I'm not sure if it was like me that like I got like I got I saw this through the first book of water, like and that's where like Angus was starting to get to know how to properly water bend. But I felt like everything else in between got lost at a certain point for me. And I kinda got up to the tail end, but it was from what I could tell amazing. The final like episode was I I, I could have cried. <sighs> right. Ugh. And um, if I'm understanding this correctly, the final episode of book one, that's what we saw in this movie at the end? Yeah, yeah. And I that, and it was just so poorly executed with everything. Like, uh, honestly, I'm really upset because it skipped over so many uh, moments in the story because it's like there's a point where maybe like halfway through the uh, movie when they're talking about the airbender or like the earthbenders, it's like that whole episode was pretty much like this whole like i mean i'm not sure if we're i can save that part for the conversation later if you want but i mean there was just a certain point there just it really missed out on capturing key moments and key and uh like key character development right um yeah we can get into it a little bit later um so it opens so far so good in the opening i'd say i mean i've seen a couple like a few I know like the basic it opens with um Jason you were in here but I did the intro like a parody of the whole uh water earth fire air long ago you know the whole spiel that uh Katara who they said her name right in this one like I know her name is Katara um and they they do say it right in the movie but uh yeah I know that she does that opening spiel and that looks right out of the uh cartoon you know i almost wanted to say anime you guys uh walter i think you're the one who brought it up but you really hit it on the head with it being anime inspired but yeah it really it really caught that intro where it's the red background and they're all just silhouettes doing the different bending yeah but then it wanted to do the star wars opening crawl right after that could they not that was fucking weird it was like, this movie, it seemed like it didn't know if it wanted to be faithful to the original, or if it wanted to do its own spin, and it kind of mixed, and that's, like, the worst thing you can do with an adaptation. Right. You either make it your own thing, or you stick with your roots. But you have to be careful in making it your own thing, because that's how you get another movie Brace yourselves, I'm about to say the magic words, guys. Dragon Ball Evolution. Uh, I haven't seen it. I don't intend to see it. I, so, I, I have a story. I have a story. That, that's for Bobby's next birthday. Oh, no. Possibility. <laughs> you know, don't give me the option, because... Uh, Jason's going to block have our act- contacts after this show. I'm telling <laughs> I you I have now. actually seen Dragon Ball Evolution. <laughs> It was a rainy day. I'm pretty sure it was on TNT because it seems like something that you'd put on TNT. Um, and uh, I can't tell which, like, you know, I can't tell which movie's better at this point. Dragon Ball Evolution or The Last Airbender? Uh, 
I mean, I guess we're going to have to watch that, you know, just to see which one truly is the worst one. Ugh. Sorry, Walter. Uh, oh, and then, off. so I, I have a well, story. We're, we're going to have to watch the Fat Albert movie, too. Oh, get you and the Fat Albert movie. Son of a bitch. <laughs> so, uh, well, I have a fact. story. Speaking of Fat Albert. Yeah. No, one of Noah Ringer's uh, favorite TV shows growing up, because he was homeschooled and didn't have much, was The Cosby Show. Oh, <laughs> I thought you were going to tell me Fat Albert, and that's what he he watched to rehearse for the role? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, man. But All right, I, Walter, what's I, your story? Yeah, so when The Last Airbender was released, um, a friend of mine was very excited about it. And he was, like, the only one in our friend group that watched the show. So I was going to be the good friend and go with him to the midnight showing. But we couldn't find any theater showing the movie at midnight. And we drove around, I think, like, three separate towns to try and find one. Right. And this was, like, right before your 40th birthday, right? <laughs> oh, you're so funny. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I kind of had the same problem with another movie, uh, not because they were, or not because there wasn't anybody showing it at midnight, but because it was just so full, uh, Sausage Party. I had to go all the way to Elgin for that movie. Sauce, sausage Party. Yeah. Oh, my lord. Do you guys yeah. not like Sausage Party? I've, I haven't I... seen it, but I heard it's atrocious. I watched, like, half an hour of it. I found it on a shady streaming website. I mean... I nothing. I saw it, like... I went to go see it. It was... It was smut. I personally enjoyed it, though. I felt dirty afterwards. I felt like a cum whore. Uh, he has a valid reason for saying that, guys. It ends with an orgy. I was going to say, is it because of the food orgy? Yeah, if you guys didn't know, it does end with an orgy of food. Yeah. We are doing a Nickelodeon movie right now. <laughs> <laughs> and you would think like, having Nickelodeon being so involved with this that they would at least do some fact-checking. Like, eh, we don't want I'm not sure I'm going to be putting anything like out of the line and fucking them up with their like inaccuracy. Like, why would Nick, like? Like, why would they put that, that, tie their name to it, knowing that it's, like, just awful? Yeah. And the thing is, at this point, M. Night Shyamala was starting to go on his descent. Like, what are some movies around this time that Shyamala had done? Oh, God, he had uh, already done The Village. The Wait, Village. The Village was good compared to this. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, did he do The Mist? That's not him. That's not him. No, I think uh, it is. Is it him? Yeah, because I think I, it was based off of uh, Stephen King's book, but I thought it was also him. I think that's why that was like the whole big twist at the end. Oh, there you go. Every, you killed Army yourself. Came? Oh, you know what? Yeah. No, he didn't kill himself. He like killed his son and like, else, <laughs> but, like as soon as he came out, the army. Oh, no, it was Frank Darabont. Uh, we just spoiled the mist for our audience. If you guys haven't seen the mist, sorry. But, um,. Uh, he had recently, he had done Lady in the Water. Oh god, that was like I think that was the descent. Like, and 
right before that. He also that did was, After Earth. He did that afterwards. Yeah. yeah right? The movie he released yeah. right before The Last Airbender was uh, The Happening. Oh, The Happening. That's what I was thinking of. I was also thinking of... Uh, oh, that's not him. Oh, I think he produced that. I thought he did um, Devil. He did. Uh, no, he didn't no, direct he didn't. it. He, like, produced it. Ah. It's like a Quentin Tarantino Presents, but a lot shittier. <laughs> then you didn't, had he do some business. didn't he have something with signs? Yeah, he did signs. He made signs. Yeah, but that yeah. was that was still in like was his third, that was a, yeah one of his first movies. And he also wrote Stuart Little. Yeah, yes, he did he write did. Stuart Little. Oh. What a twist! That's probably <laughs> my favorite M Night Shyamala thing is the robot chicken M Night Shyamala. What a twist! What a twist! Uh, but yeah, this was in the midst of his downfall. Right. If uh, anything, after this, after Earth, and then he started going back up. Yeah. Because of the the visit, Split, and Glass. I heard Glass was meh. I heard Split was really good. Yeah, that's the twist right there. The M. Night Shyamalan cinematic universe. They should have... If they really wanted to commit to that cinematic universe at the end of Glass, there should have been a post credit scene where um, they're somewhere in the Arctic and, uh, like, they're listening on the radio, whatever the hell happened at the end of Glass. They're somewhere in the Arctic, and they uh, they find Ong frozen again. <laughs> oh. he's, coming, he, he's coming back for part two. <laughs> That's what he needed to do at the end of uh, Glass. <laughs> Bring everybody back. Bring uh, bring Bruce Willis from uh, The Sixth Sense as a ghost. So there, there's him from Unbreakable and him as a ghost. But like oh. they don't acknowledge they look the same. Who who uh, bring bring J- Haley Joel Hosman back too? Oh God! <laughs> Has anybody seen Haley Joel Hosman recently? He did not stay that cute kid. He he turned into the thing that we saw in Future Man. If any of you guys have watched that, oh yeah, he he honestly looks like uh, if you guys remember Home Improvement, Al. <laughs> oh, yes! Exactly oh my thinking. god! <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, um, but he still does the Sora voice, and that's it. Sounds different, but like he still plays Sora, so he's got that. I mean, you know, he only comes back as Sorrow like every ten years. Yeah. Unless he unless he uh Wait, does voices Sora in all the like thirty seven sub games. Yeah. Uh, but, like, so it's like steady work. I wonder if he's gonna come back as Sora for the uh Disney Plus series. The Disney Plus series is only rumored and it's rumored to be live action. It's not gonna happen. I, I feel like if it's live action, he needs to come back as Sora. <laughs> it's the only acceptance I'll take. Wait, how would they do the Disney characters and what? what? You don't want to know. I don't question anything. Probably, Ro- probably like Roger Rabbit or Sonic the mm-hmm. Hedgehog. Mm-hmm. Or they'll just stick with Final Fantasy. You guys ready for a live-action uh, Cloud Strife? 
No. With all the angst. I've uh, uh I've I've had plenty of uh anime conventions in my life and uh nobody's ever ready for that. Let's get Gary Busey as Sephiroth. <laughs> <laughs> Just to piss off all the weebs. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ. Boy, we've gone way further off topic than we ever have. Those are the best shows. We've established this. So yeah, I think we need to start um we need to start talking about race on the show more often. Not really like for this movie, this movie at all. Yeah, no, that's what I was segueing to. Yeah, a lot of characters are recasted as white people in this movie. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's an issue with anime uh film adaptations. Right. And then all of the Fire Nation are Indian? I mean, I get that, because that's uh, M. Night Shyamalan's territory. He is an Indian um, director, I believe. And, uh, you know, I guess he wanted to put his people in the movie, but why is everybody else white? And why are you making the people of color the bad guys? I never fully understood that either. I mean, like, I can see... Like, I can see Aang a little bit, because there is, I thought, like, Asian, like, like Taoist monk aspect, because I would imagine, I guess, what's popularized, it seems like they're always, like, lighter and fair-skinned. But, like, I thought if that were the case, if the movie was around him, and you're trying to whitewash, you would think you'd get someone more popular in the scene. Right. Like, but in 2008, who are they going to get to play Aang, like, a popular kid? Um, unless they like aged him up and Drake Bell was Aang. <laughs> <laughs> they did oh, that for God. Timmy Turner, so why not? Oh God, that's true. Our, uh, is the live action fairly odd parents movie an episode? No, God no! Get out of this chat if you think that is. <laughs> grow up, Timmy Turner. More like grow up, Walter Maine. <laughs> Although I, I gotta admit, I did watch that movie just because Jason Alexander played adult uh, or live action Cosmo in like a I, scene. I heard it was real bad. I mean, there are certain degrees of kids network movies. Mm-hmm. Like there are some that appear on the channel, like that movie. Uh, there's some that are in theaters, like, you know, the Spongebob movies, um, this movie, Avatar, which, yikes. Uh, and then there's some that are, like, direct-to-DVD, but they end up just being, like, uh, like, that Spongebob movie, uh, not movie, but special, where they went to Atlantis. And, I mean, every channel does this, like, Disney Channel, High School Musical. Great example. One of their most popular original um, movie franchise, Disney Channel Originals. Uh, their third one mo- jumped to movie theaters, and I think that's that's great that it jumped to movie theaters. Um, I think that's the only instance of that happening, other than like a special Fathom event. Like that Steven Universe sing-along I was supposed to go to. Thank you, coronavirus. 
still upset over that. But, it's okay, um, just think, like, today we could have gone to see Spiral. Oh, yeah, you did want to do that for your birthday, didn't you? Yeah, once upon a time. Yeah. No, and now we wait. Yeah, we'll see it eventually. We'll see Chris Rock do his thing. The Saw franchise. Oh, my God. I I told Tyler about that. Um, oh, boy, I can only imagine the room. Yeah, no, he's like, what did you just say to me? Yeah. <laughs> he, he was dumbfounded by me telling him that Chris Rock is reinventing the Saw franchise. But, um... Let's wait, 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 that's a thing? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Spiral, written by uh, Chris Rock. Well, right. based off of a short story that Chris Rock wrote that was based off of the Saw franchise... God, you know, it reminds me of like how the fact how Jim Carrey directed or came up with that movie, The Number Twenty Three. Like, I just hope it doesn't flop to that degree. Oh yeah, but um, Jim Carrey didn't direct The Number Twenty Three. You know oh, who directed Number Twenty Three? Who? Joel Schumacher, director of Batman and Robin. Really? Oh, no. Yeah, he directed Number Twenty Three. And Fathom of the o- Phantom of the Opera. Oh. Yeah, that's a Joel Schumacher. Um, but yeah, uh, the last Airbender is like we've said, it's a live action that adaption of uh, the children's show. How many of those are there? Like we did mention the Fairly Odd Parents movies. Mm-hmm. Um, movies. <laughs> yeah, there was like three of them. There was like a summer special, a Christmas special, all with Drake Bell. God, that sounds terrible. Damn, I mean, really... honestly. What'd you say? Oh, he was just he, oh, he was just trying to get any work at that point. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's sad. I think it was just a bit after Drake and Josh went off the air. Oh, yeah. True. Josh really... I mean, not exactly doing great right now. Yeah. Like, Josh he's... definitely... Oh, sorry, Bob. Oh, like, Drake is, like, TikTok famous now and has a band. That's about it. Yeah, Josh hopped on the Vine train, and he was still relevant for a little bit. He got a show with John Stamos on Fox. I don't know if it was good. Um, He's got a podcast, which is okay. Yeah, I oh. mean, podcasting, the lowest form of internet content. Oh, okay eventually somebody will fall asleep listening to our content yeah right? yeah it's me and our in my cardboard box <laughs> uh oh here's another one if you guys don't remember ben 10 had like two live action movies Wait, yeah oh. that was a thing to be fair the intro for that song or for that movie was great though oh yeah they did like a hype as fuck like uh Intr- uh, like a cover to the theme song. Oh, yeah. You know, if this would have been <laughs> successful, uh-huh. I, think, I think I have an idea of the direction they might have gone for the next uh, cartoon to live action based on what ha- was also kind of popular at the time. They might have done a Danny Phantom movie. In 2010? Like somewhere around there, maybe. I don't, that would I, bring a, not, a lot of closure. 
first. Oh yeah, Phantom Planet wasn't that good, was it? I don't think so. I mean, like, I feel like after that, after that big movie and revelation that you, I mean, I'm not gonna go into that, but obviously the revelation at the end of, after the movie is like, okay, this is great, but like, whatever happens to like Danny and Sam, like, where's Tucker and all this, like, and all this other stuff, like, it would have been cool to see like a little after story similar how they did like to fairly odd parents and when obviously timmy grew up and obviously that the whole drake bell adaptation right yeah like a beefed up 10 years later thing besides uh if you guys um ever follow butch hartman on youtube he he likes to redraw things he has like kind of like a podcast kind of like just a show where he just draws things in his shitty blocky style yeah and he also does some of that stuff for i want to say buzzfeed Oh, I, I didn't know about that. Yeah, like he'll he's... have aspiring artists try to compete with him as far as drawing styles go. Oh, man. It's a cute concept. All the L's that he's taken. Yeah, but I'm sure there are other live-action uh, adaptations of children's cartoons. Mm. Oh, Kim Possible. Kim Possible had a movie last year or two yeah. years ago. Oh, oh. oh I remember that. Oh, yeah, oh, Scooby-Doo. Yeah. How can we forget the James Gunn Scooby-Doo movies? I'm sorry, James Gunn? He wrote them. Wow. Yeah. And, and, uh, each, I, and each were masterpieces. Yeah. Yeah, those are actually saw, really good. I never saw the second one. Oh, that's an episode. That is so an episode. Yeah. Monsters Unleashed is really good. Um, little fun fact for you, because uh, we don't want to talk about Last Airbender. But uh, <laughs> um, Tim Curry was approached to play the bad guy in um, the first Scooby-Doo movie. Uh, the guy that Rowan Atkinson plays that um, got replaced, uh, you know, in that movie. Mm-hmm. But Tim Curry was going to do it, but then he found out that Scrappy-Doo was going to be in the movie, and he's like, nah, I'm not doing it. Fucking Scrappy. Always ruins everything. <laughs> right? What the fuck? He was, he was like a huge Scooby-Doo fan, too, and he really wanted to do it, but he found out that Scrappy-Doo was going to be in the movie. <laughs> so many people hate Scrappy. Oh, God, Scrappy's the worst. Scrappy is honestly the worst. Oh, also, um, they are doing a live-action Tom and Jerry supposed to come out this year with Chloe Grace Moretz. I saw that. What? I I still don't know how to feel about that. Apparently, the animation's gonna look like how it looks on the cartoon, so it's gonna be Roger Rabbit, which is the way to go with some of these cartoon, the live-action yeah. properties. You know, I was starting to get a little worried there, thinking that they were gonna venture on some, like, weird, like, furry territory shit. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, God, imagine, like, Detective Pikachu-quality Tom and Jerry. Oh god, ugh. Or like that. Just imagine all that fan fiction. Oh. Oh god. What'd you say, Jason? Oh, what like it's or like if they make it similar to like that same like the cats. Oh no. Oh my god. Cats was a trip, guys. Hashtag release the butthole cut. Forget release the Snyder Cut, release the butthole cut. I want it with all the smaller details. 
the smelly details. Oh yeah, you kidding me? Like you ever just look at something, you can just like almost smell it. Like I feel like I would be smelling cat butt at that point. <laughs> oh god, you guys remember um, the third Rugrats movie? Um, did you guys see that one in theaters? The one with they when they meet the wild thornberries? No, I um, remember that. Oh yeah. They gave you scratch and sniff cards um, before you went into the movie, so like you, they would put an icon on the screen like, "Oh, number three, and then you'd scratch card number three, and it would smell like something in the movie. That's so yeah. weird. And I think one of them was like a smelly feet card, and it like showed you one of the kids' feet, and you were supposed to—that's what their feet smelled like. Like, looking back at that, holy shit, <laughs> that's not good. <laughs> we were early 2000s we could have survived anything at that point okay we just survived y2k i mean and it was like post 9-11 we survived you know we were smelling babies feet (laughs) all while trying to get al-qaeda and those damn terrorisms all them damn terrorists oh my god Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> Jesus. All right. So, um, what are we talking about again? What movie is this? <laughs> I don't the, know. The last berries. Oh god. Um, can I say that uh Zuko in this movie? I don't know. I know he's supposed to be like this badass character and like he's always looking for his honor and they I do like how they down. They pussified him. They turned him into a straight-up cuck. <laughs> I, I told you, I think his name was supposed to be Cucko originally, instead of Zuko. But, um... Oh. You okay there, Jason? Yeah, no, yeah, it was, like, just the thought of that. I was like, oh, jeez. Like, the thought of, like, just, you know, Zuko's character was just... He was just, he was just a fat pansy. Yeah. yeah. That's a good, yeah, way, to that a good way to put it. Yeah. The, uh, he did have that... a badass scene, and I know this is also from um, the series, because my roommate Tyler used to, or he used to be my roommate, but um, he's really into Avatar. But I know that it is... Uh, an arc in the series where Aang gets caught by the uh, general and Zuko has to get him out of there. Oh, yeah. Was, it the, was that in the Blue Spirit or was that like... Yeah, the Blue Spirit. They okay. call him out of the movie. Oh, yeah, they did. Yeah. But, yeah see, uh, I feel like I feel like that one part in that whole movie was just overglanced or just overshadowed of like how shitty the acting was and like just the, act- the bending. Oh, the acting was terrible throughout this film. Oh yeah, definitely. And we on this show have encountered Master of Disguise, so we know what we know what shitty acting looks like. Oh god, Master of Disguise. That movie was a masterpiece of its own right. Yeah. It's like they did so good on that movie, nobody who was in that movie needed to act again. <laughs> they 
they hit it out of the park the first time. They're good. Oh, we got a siren. Oh, man. But um, another thing, uh, Ahsoka in this movie, I thought he was supposed to be like the funny character relief guy, like kind of a, a dummy going around like with a good heart or whatever. But in this movie, he was kind of just like this stoic kind of badass. He and I don't think that fit his character at all. Like, he kind of played the protector. Yeah. And, I, it's another thing of change versus keep it the same, like, couldn't decide what they wanted to do, so they reached this weird middle ground. Right. And, like, uh, and not only was the acting bad, not only was it creatively a mess, the effects weren't good. Yeah, I was going to say, you did mention the effects while we were watching the movie. Um, they didn't really look that good, especially the water effects, which is a shame because this is the first book, which is water. So there's was, a lot of... That, that was the twist, boys. The twist was that the water effects were really bad. Yeah. No, I think I, the real twist was that this didn't kill M. Night Shyamalan's career. <laughs> I think the twist is that uh, M. Night Shyamalan kind of managed to make a for sure thing flop. I mean, like we said, this is a popular show. People, there is a fan base for The Last Airbender and its sequel oh, series, yeah. Let's Decora. Yeah. Oh, my it, God. All the lesbians. Like, this absolutely should not have been the flop it was. Yeah. But it was a train wreck of a film. I Honestly, it really was. And it was a crawl. Like, honestly, it was like 7.30, 7.40. And we started this right around 6.30. But we still had like another hour to go. And it... It's only like an hour and 30 minutes. There's 10 minutes of credits. Thank yeah. God. There were 10 oh. minutes of credits. I didn't want this to go on any longer. But yeah, this movie was a crawl. And like, there was really nothing that grasped my attention. And I've heard that this movie is like notoriously one of the worst. But then again, there just wasn't really anything on screen to hate. Nothing was going on the entire time. Yeah, like, it was just so boring. Did they ever, I, I, I forget, did they ever add Momo into it? Yes, yeah, Momo, Momo is kind of in it. He's like a background character in this. They don't really pay much attention to him other than a couple uh, lines saying, oh, isn't he, like, endangered? And, like, no, they're all over this forest. But then he realizes he's been gone for, like, a hundred years. And then he freaks out. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. See, I feel like that's what got me the most, was, like, the lore behind it. Like, I mean, I touched on it earlier about, like, the whole 
like how they missed on a certain part, like with the Kyoshi Warriors or something along that line. Like there was just something about it. like it, it got it struck a nerve where it's like they just could not capture the lore, like the idea behind it. Like yeah, you got the idea of like oh, firebenders are bad, like and the avatars are supposed to save us, and no, all like the elements. But like how is that you couldn't even get like this idea of like people enslaved and like you know like the culture and like what was going on because in the old like in the earth culture or the earthbenders like there's a certain culture behind in the episode with the lore that like reflects that a lot but like you don't capture that in the movie and that's a key point where like ang or excuse me ong learns about like how to adapt yeah it's like to the earthbender spirit or some shit like that yeah um the question that came up during the movie, Jason, that you might be able to fill us in with, because you seem the most versed on this topic, but is Toph in book one? No, Toph like shows up in I think book. Let's see, think two. Yeah, because after that it was book one was water. Yeah, because that's where like they start like running away from everyone, and that's when they start like realizing that Toph would be a perfect teacher for Aang. Okay. All right. Yeah. Cause, uh, the little boy that, um, they run into in that earth village for yeah. a second there, I thought that was going to be Toph, but oh, then yeah. they say that it's a boy. Um, so I was like, Oh, are they not doing Toph? But no. Okay. That makes sense that she does show up in the second book. Cause that would be earth. And okay. So what this is telling me is it's circular. It's cyclical. That's the word I was looking for, where um, there's an airbender right now. And then when Aang dies, Korra is the waterbender. But Korra will die, then it'd be an earthbender, and then it would go back to a firebender, right? I believe that's accurate yeah because i think it was right before ang was uh roku who was a firebender then ang would have been air uh cora being water so then it would have been air air again or not air earth right and i know i've seen a little bit of cora i know that ang's children and there's airbenders again in cora i believe yeah, and like I, I think he was, I think Tenson or thing was his name. Like, I think he was like the master of it all so far. Like, he was the one who really took after that because like he's the one who really taught like the Earths or the Air School, and then like like the brother eventually bended, and there's a sister that they got to, and she was a waterbender. Yeah, yeah, Aang had a lot. Of, I think didn't they say like he has like ten kids? Something like that. Yeah. Jeez. But, um, yeah, they were really hoping to get a sequel, weren't they? Because the end, they have, um, I don't think they say her name, but is it Suki? Is that her name? Yeah, uh, Suki the Moon Spirit. Or the girl with, who turned to the Moon Spirit. Oh, no, no, I'm thinking of Azula. Azula. Oh. Yeah, Zuko's sister. Oh, shit. Um, yeah, they show her at the end where, like, uh, the Fire Lord is like, um, can you find the Avatar within three years? And then she's like, yeah, I'll do it. And, like, she 
she i know i've seen like episodes later on in the series where like she she's played by gray delisle or gray griffin as she goes now phenomenal voice actress one of my favorites honestly um you know she's the voice of mandy from grim adventures of billy and mandy uh she played catwoman a couple times um yeah uh she was frankie on foster's home for imaginary friends that's that's a great voice uh spectrum then yeah i think she was also sam on uh danny phantom so she she is a very well-versed voice actress and um she voices azula and she voices azula like she's a crazy bitch like honestly azula is unhinged and i i just crazy like i think she's the only uh firebender who can shoot blue flame and that's like you know you know blue flame is like the hottest mm-hmm. flame there is but uh she, she's the only one who can shoot blue flame and um even in this movie, they show uh, Azula twice, right? Um, one in that flashback where he's telling the, where he's asking the kid what happened to the Fire Prince, and uh, was that an episode? Is that supposed to be like a callback to an episode where he asks a little boy what happened to the Fire Prince, and like it's supposed to show his backstory? Because I feel like that's what that was. I mean, maybe. I think if anything, I mean, I honestly don't remember that part, but I feel like if it's more to like, I feel like that's where they left off too. Like, they didn't capture like Zuko's like thirsty pursuit for honor. Right. Right. I mean, unless that's a good homage to that. Yeah, because I know he does say at one point where he's like, um, I'm going to get my honor. And like, I know that that's a meme where Ali thinks about his honor. But, um, yeah, I was just wondering if that, you know, if, if there was an allegory for that in the show itself, but I don't, I, I don't think any of us uh, would know that, but that's okay. Um, where was I with this? Oh, I was talking about Azula. She just, yeah, I think they really captured just how crazy she is pretty well although i think she's supposed to be a little bit older isn't she no she's the younger one i think that's why there was always that like a rivalry in the cartoon that like it was always a sibling rivalry but the fact that obviously he's the older brother and the prince right but azula in this movie looks like a little girl and i don't think azula's like a little girl in the show isn't she like at least a young teen yeah because i think if i remember correctly like or guesstimate like zuko would be like what 14 15 16 if at that and then azula would probably be just around like maybe a year older than ang is yeah <laughs> well yeah because yeah ang is supposed to be like what 11 12 yeah he's 12 yeah. he's 12 okay yeah, well, 112, but 12. Because he got frozen for all that time. But, um... Yeah, Aang even looked kind of young in this movie. It might just be that thing um, 
you know what I'm talking about, like an anime where like someone looks like a fully developed adult and they're actually 14. Hi, I'm your average 14 year old high school boy. Hi, I'm waking up and I'm late for school. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> But, yeah, that might just be something they're trying to cast up to age, which is fine. You know, it's always good to do that. I mean, like, Tom Holland as Spider-Man, he's supposed to be, like, a 15, 16-year-old kid, but he's actually, um, Tom Holland, I believe, is, like, 22 now. I think he was, like, 19 when they cast him. But it's always good... The closer in age that you can get the actor to the character is always ideal, but you can't get too young because then they don't know how to act. Case in point, everybody in this film. Yeah, <laughs> this was the like, I, I think the acting is what stood out the most as just being horrendous. Right. Uh, the highlight of this film is Mr. Aziz as the general. Uh, that, that's always great. Freaking Asif Monvi. Asif. That's what I said. You said Asis. No, I said Asif. Anyway. <laughs> Not going to argue with you. But anyway. Um... One more thing. I feel like the character of, as they call him in this movie, Eero, is oh, really... Oh. Yeah, well, no, I know, but I, 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 I need to respect how they call him in this movie, you know? So the character of Eero was really miscast in this movie. Um, like, I've seen, like, the animated version of uh, Iro. And, like, he's, like, this gentle, you know, old man at that point, you know? And he starts to come around around the end when uh, the fish, the magic fish, got killed. That's, that's, a, that's a plot element from this movie. The magic fish died. <laughs> but um, he seemed to, you know... Not be on their side, but, like, a little bit more ambivalent towards them. And, yeah, the Iroh in, on the show, he's, like, always drinking tea. He's always just this calm, older guy. But, honestly, this guy, uh, he reminds me of, if you guys saw the remake of Aladdin. If not, I actually think it was really good, if you guys want to check it out on Disney+. Plus, But, uh... He reminds me of the guy who played Jafar mm. in that movie. He just, if you took Zuko out, I would totally buy that he was playing the bad guy. Oh, so he was a better Zuko than the actor who played Zuko. What do you mean? Oh, oh, he was just oh like I a, get what you're saying. Embodiment. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because Zuko pusses out in this movie a lot. And I don't know if um, that's how Zuko is in the actual show, but it just, 
No. Right. He's far more menacing. But, like, I'm pretty sure that um, Uncle Iroh convinced him to get out of there when they were fighting the um, the uh, water nation. Yeah, well, yeah, no. Um, yeah, when the water people were back. You, you know what I'm talking about. When he was fighting yeah, the yeah. general. Yeah. I don't know. This movie is literally draining the life force from me. <laughs> it, it's so bad. It, See, I give, it I give you guys bad. props for watching it. Like, I, I like, mind you, like, I couldn't even watch this in English. Like, I, I just watched it, just maybe like thirty minutes into it, and like, I had it took me this many years, and I had to watch it in Spanish because there was nothing else on because I was in Mexico. See, I give you guys props from watching it, from it, understanding it, you know, from start to finish. Like, I could not even imagine how the torture right. you guys had to deal with. <laughs> uh, Jason, when I invited you to come on the show, like, a week ago, and I told you um, uh, uh, that we're doing Last Airbender, um, I didn't, uh, I thought about it, but I didn't take it as you thought that we were going to be talking about the cartoon. Yeah. But that, yeah, no, but then I think, like, yesterday we had a conversation where I'm like, you know, I mean, like, the movie, right? Not the... Oh, yeah. So... Like, I... It was just awful. Like, the, the, the immediate yeah. thoughts to it, it was like, oh, God, no. Like, it not not just for the fact that, oh, I've never seen it. It's like, no, it was like, it just, it, it was just absolute trash. Yeah. Like, like it, it was, it was just painful to see it or to experience what I did of it like it was oh god <laughs> I'm so glad I didn't have to pay for it to see it oh it's on Netflix man <laughs> man you're right that's where we just watched it oh god <laughs> Netflix you really did stoop down low here I, I mean Tiger King was low but Jesus Tiger King wasn't terrible though don't let Dalton I, hear you say that. Carol I agree. Baskin. Oh, fuck that bitch, Carol Baskin. Don't start, Walter. I swear to God. I, 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 I you, you mean I can't sing the song? No. We'll get copyright. I did. Is that song even copyrighted by anybody? I don't know. Joe Exotic will be stepping on the door, and then we'll have to do. Speaking of Joe Exotic, you know, it would be another good movie to do. You guys have a, ever see the Crocodile Hunter movie? Yeah. I a movie? Say, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Collision Course. It's like there was a satellite that falls out of a sky, the sky and, like, an alligator eat, or a crocodile eats it. And, like, it's really weird and it's really fun. And I feel like we should do that as an episode. Damn. But uh, I know I've seen it. I just don't remember much from it. Yeah. All right. So, is there any uh, anything else you feel like we should be covering on this movie? Uh, any talking points? Uh, the fact that they could not get the bending right. Honestly, what has me so pissed off that I can never get over is how pissy they could animate the fire. 
Like, how is they going to have firebenders, but they legitimately bend fire, but you need to have fire to make, to be a firebender. Right, and that's for all the benders, right? They need the materials to appear, but do water benders on the show need water around them to... Uh... Yeah, because, I mean, Katara, like, she was still learning at the time. Like, uh-huh. she would not have full control. She would need it. Otherwise, she would essentially be able to pull it out of the air. But that was a way, like, a skill way beyond her right. at the reach at the time. Okay, yeah, but most firebenders can just do it. Like, uh, Iroh does it, or Iroh does it once in this movie, where he pulls it out of nothing. Oh, does he? Yeah, it's like that big ass scene um, right after the the fish dies, where he just erupts, and that's like the one scene I remember from the trailers that they oh, wow. put in there. Yeah, but he only does it once. Even then, it was like I think of that big scene where it's like they're just like showing the earthbenders i mean the earthbenders did their little like stop like their little stomping thing and then they did their part but like everyone else had seen like those even like the basic troops like didn't need some sort of fire source to even do any sort of fire bending yeah huh. so this world is kind of like the x-men where some people can bend and some people can't yeah, but, it was a genetic thing, right? I I'm not sure because it seems like a lot of the Fire Nation can bend more significantly than the people in like say the wa- Southern Water Tribe, because yeah. like Katara is like the first one in a while. But it seems like it's kind of mixed with the uh, Earth, and it seems like all the people from the air, because they're monks, all all the air. What, are they, what do they call them? The air nomads? Yeah. Yeah, yeah they call them uh, air nomads or whatever, but it, it it seems like they can all bend, so I guess it just depends on what faction you are, I guess. Mm. I don't know. But, um... Yeah, this movie sucked. <laughs> Big time. So... Let's start with the bo- uh, with the, the Bobby. Let's start with the birthday boy, uh, Bobby. Yes. Would you add this movie to our film club? I mean, if we have to. It's on you, birthday boy. I mean, watch it if you want. I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> Very captivating for our audience. Uh, Walter, would you like to add this to our film club? Um, in the special section that would be, uh, labeled as self-torture and, uh, masochism. (laughs) Oh, man. Right next to what a girl wants. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Jason, as our first guest, would you like to put this in our... What did I say? Bookshelf? Film club? What the hell am I doing? Film club. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm willing to put it in there if you really want to make a nice drinking game out of it. 
for every time that Ong is said, or they mispronounce it, Soka or someone like that, and being made yeah. to be under strength. Okay. Every time um, they mispronounce the name Brink. Jesus. Every time there is something fundamentally wrong on screen at the moment, you take a drink. Anytime you see a whitewashed actor, or whitewash, there you go. Take yeah. two. Um, every time Zuko says honor, drink the bottle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's once, but you'll you'll be fine. <laughs> and you're halfway through anyway. You're probably half fucked up anyway. Yeah. All right, well, I think that about ends our voyage here into the last Airbender um, coverage, what we're doing here. I don't know why I'm going on this long tangent, but uh, Bobby, Walter, thanks for joining me as always. Thank you. Anytime. Jason, thank you for joining us as our guest. No, thank you. I mean... I wasn't expect, expecting this, so I I hope I didn't fuck up your podcast. I hope no. I, there's oh, no, God, like, uh, no censorship for it. Believe me, podcast has been po- uh, fucked up since Rocco. <laughs> but uh, until next time, guys, remember, there is no war in Capacity to Geek. <laughs>